Pinder and Steinberg in the afternoon. Brought to you by Glenmore Audi. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome to Cowboys and welcome to the annual Calgary Flames Ambassadors Poker Tournament. We're here until 6 o'clock. It's already pretty, uh, we're, we're looking pretty good already here at Cowboys as things are definitely starting to heat up. Everybody's going to start to arrive here fairly shortly. We've got lots for you coming up on the program today. All kinds of guests will join us live here on Pinder and Steinberg this afternoon. So looking forward to a fun afternoon of broadcasting and kick off the show in a good way. First of all, as you heard Ryle say in the update, that deal is now set. It's all confirmed. The deal that sends Alec Martinez from the LA Kings to the Vegas Golden Knights, that has been confirmed. A couple of second-round picks are the price that the Golden Knights pay, and that's a big-time acquisition for them. The biggest area that they had of need was definitely on their blue line, and now they're able to bring in a right-shot defenseman who's under contract this year and next in Alec Martinez. So that is now set. He joins Nate Schmidt and Nick Holden as their natural right-shot defenseman, and I guess Derek Englund would be there in, in there as well. So Alec Martinez is officially a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. That deal was you know, first talked about and rumored yesterday, but now made official today. The trade deadline is around the corner. We're five days away, and General Manager Brad Treliving of the Calgary Flames spoke today. Lots to get to here. Injury updates and his trade deadline philosophy. Here's GM Brad Treliving from just a little while ago. Gio skated today on his own uh, this morning so he's uh, he's making his way back he will uh, we'll probably see a little bit more tomorrow Jermaine see how he gets through this but he had a good skate today he skated the last couple of days Um, I don't know how many I think it's the last couple Um, I would suspect that Gio will be going on this road trip and probably you know, have a better sense here in the next couple of days. Of, he's he's progressing. You know, he's progressing. Um, it's always good to see a guy get on the ice. So that was a real positive step for the last last two days. And then uh, we'll 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 just play it by ear. Um, I don't have we we haven't circled a day on the calendar yet. Um, so it's sort of taking it day by day and seeing where he's progressing. I know you just said he's progressing. Uh, when a guy can go on the road trip. Uh, what does that mean? He doesn't need everything that's back here, which is a good sign. And mm-hmm. When you say road trip, is there a possibility of playing, or he's just being with the team? Oh, I, when you you wouldn't bring him unless there's a possibility of playing. Um, and uh, as far as as treatment, he's going to get treatment here, uh, or he's going to get treatment on the road. Um, you know, when you when they're when they're not going to play, then you wouldn't bring them, and they can, you know, save the flying around flying around the countryside but um we'll see again i and i as i said earlier with both of them i don't want to necessarily i'm not trying to be cute with with timelines you just don't know he's certainly moving in the right direction and like i said the fact that he's been on the ice the last two days and pushing real hard is is real good signs and um we'll see where it gets to tomorrow and see where he's at tomorrow um you know, not not necessarily in terms of playing, but just how he feels getting through two skates, and uh, and sort of take it day by day. Hammers hammers a little bit longer. Um, we still have him listed as week to week, and uh, um, and so that's where he's at. The reason why I started with that is mm-hmm. um, 
knowing your situation with the blue line, mm-hmm. how does that affect heading into these <laughs> last few days, heading into Monday, and some of the things that you would like to get done? Yeah, I mean, certainly you, you, a couple things. You're, always, you're, you're, you're taking your cues from your team, and that part of that is injuries issues, right? Um, I, having said that, we're going to get both guys back. It's just when. And um, so does it affect, I guess the question, does it affect what we're doing the next couple of days? You're always yes and no, I guess would be the best way to, to describe it. We're looking to see if there's ways that we can help ourselves um, in a way that makes sense. You know, um, chasing it with, with um, as you've heard me say many, many times, chasing it with, you know, high prices for rental players is... I don't know if that's, um, you know, that's a direction that we're uh, in favor of. But if there's ways to help us, we certainly want to try to do it. Um, next few days, we'll determine that. But knowing that they're on the horizon, you know, if we're sitting here in geos, there's no, you know, there's no hope in sight. That's a different situation. But we're hopeful to get them back. Brett, does the kind of wide openness of your division not play a factor? But does it make the trigger finger a little more itchy to go do something when there seems to be so much opportunity kind of there mm-hmm. well you always want to help your team right you got to be and now you go always got to measure that with what's available and at what price right so it's great to say let's go get you know let's go let's go help the team you, we, we certainly like to do that but who are we talking about and what's the cost of those things so um, we still got a lot of hockey to play we're still in the uh, you know, we're, we're, we've played some really good hockey. Like, I, I looked at something the other day, I think January 20th, I think we've got the eighth best record in the, in the league, second in the West. Um, so as much as there's been um, lots of talk about inconsistency, and there has been a lot of that, we're still in a position where, where it's right there for us. Um, but you, you have to measure that, West with what, what really is available, what can make an impact, what does it do to your team, um, and what's the cost of doing that? So, you know, you just you keep making calls and you keep fielding calls and you just keep seeing if there's a fit there to help you. But, um, you know, emptying the clip for something that may or may not have an impact on your team, certainly I don't think that's the, the plan that we want to undertake. Has the last couple of days, you know, kind of starting with when Toffoli went on Monday night, has that has the market changed substantially since then? I don't know if the market's changed. Obviously, it's a lot of like dominoes effects, right? When you see, um, in a couple of situations, it, it usually speeds speeds things up. People, you know, start to get a little bit more aggressive when when a player or two come off the board, and and then depending on what you may be looking for, there may be only X amount of supply of a certain player or a certain position. Um, so when one of them goes, it, it makes things a little bit more, people get a little bit more aggressive to get, if there's a short supply of, of that type of player. Um, you saw yesterday there was a run on, you know, run on defensemen. Um, so once it starts to pick up steam, and once there gets some momentum, um, you know, that one trade usually leads to, leads to another one. Um, so I think you see lots more activity between now and, and Monday and then, um, and then, obviously, uh, up until Monday, there'll be activity. So, but it, it certainly creates some momentum. I don't know if it changes the market, but it it creates a market and it creates momentum. You've been open about um, um, your desire or 
your interest in adding a, a right winger, a natural right winger. I have been. I've been yeah. <laughs> pretty open about have that. Have I? Okay. Um, and <laughs> with that, you guys asked me. Man. <laughs> um, can you take care of? And if you're looking for defensive depth, maybe that's an assumption too. Can you take care of both things? Is there a priority leading up to Monday? It's a good question, Jermaine. I, and I'm going to give you a real bad answer. I, I, we'll see. You know, you know. Again, the right wing position. If you look big picture at our team moving forward, you know we've changed that position over really from last year right and in some cases free agency um and so on and so forth but um it depends it depends right when Elias Lindholm plays right wing you've got more depth there than when he plays center right so you you focus on the last 20 plus games or whatever we got left um but you also are looking long term and saying it's probably a position that we need to continue to upgrade moving forward so you're always looking at that whether we're going to be able to do that um, between now and Monday we'll see I mean everybody sees the market out there and uh, again from a rental perspective is there is there is there a lot of stuff that's going to move the needle I don't know in that position then you get into trades where you're talking about you know players with term again what's the cost there's some very good players you hear names all the time the teams that have them know they're really good players, and they usually are not giving them away. So what does that cost? And then depth on defense, again, what's the cost for that depth when you think you're going to be getting players back at a certain period of time? you got to manage that, right? And uh, so it's a, it's a little bit of a juggling act. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll do what we always do, which is try to be real um, aggressive in, in, in seeing what's available. Um, seeing what those prices are, seeing if it makes sense, and if it if it does, and we can get something done that makes sense, then we'll certainly do it. If we can't, then we won't. Brad, at the end of the day, where you are with your organization, isn't a lot of this still about what the core in that room has to offer, and is it more important now down the stretch for that kind of group than it ever has been before? Yeah, you bring up a really good point, Pete. I mean, you're always looking. The, the manager's job is to help help the team, but at the end of the day, for us to get to where we want to get to, we need our group in here to, you know, there's, there's nothing out, you know, I don't see a lot outside that's going to come in and dramatically change everything, right? Um, you're not going to blow up your team and rebuild it on, uh, at the trade deadline. Um, is there support pieces or things? Sure. But ultimately, and this, this doesn't go for us, this goes for every team. Um, the teams that ultimately are going to get in are the teams that, you know, their 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 core people are are, you know, get you in and and play. And what we need, as everybody talks about, is we need our group to play to the level that they're capable of. If 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 our group plays to the level that they're capable of on a consistent, and we've seen stretches, um, then we're going to have as good a chance as anybody. Um, again, can you can you assist that? Can you help that? If it makes sense at the right cost, we're going to try our best. Um, but ultimately, you can't look for outside saviors. You need to, and I think our group understands that. We, we need the people. We've got some really good people here, really good, really good players here. We need everybody to get to the level that they're capable of, and if we have that, um, we're going to give ourselves every chance to, to get in. I think you said before you were going to take your cue from the players this mm-hmm. time of year. Is that, you mean wins and losses? Are you talking about individuals' performances? Yeah, both. I mean, you... you you always take your cue of where you're sitting, right? Um, you know, to expend 
to expend assets that it takes to acquire players. You certainly probably aren't doing that if you're outside the playoffs looking in. You have to have a feel for where your team is, you know, in terms of the, the trajectory that they're on, health, all those types of things. So you're always taking your cue from your team, Scott, and then and, and individuals too, you know. Um, the, 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 the good news for us, for me, is we still sit in the position we sit in, and I think there's more for us to give. You know, I think there's still more. If you're sitting here and you're firing at all, at all on all cylinders, and you're like, um, "Geez, you know, we're 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 pedal down and we're not getting there." That's one thing. I still think there's more to give. And like I said, it's not. We 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 sometimes tend to focus on the negatives. There's been, like I said, we we had a really good road trip. Um, we came back and had a stinker on whatever night it was against Chicago. We played. You know, we have a big win against Anaheim, so you'd like to take a little bit of the peaks and valleys out. Um, but, again, to me, it's it's getting our group that's here, getting to the level that they're capable of. And if we can help them um, from the outside, it's something that makes sense. We'll certainly try to do that. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff just said he was talking about the, the goal scoring since November, and you brought up the team's record, I think, since January. So, fair to say you guys are kind of happy with the general not the game-to-game, game, but the general trend? Well, yeah, and, and I'm not a big fan of taking snapshots and saying, okay, well, you know, in the last three weeks we've done this. Like, they, It's an 82-game <laughs> compilation that they grade you on, but I, I, what it shows is there's been, you know, we've, 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 there's some, been some positives here. Now, I know the expectation is we, you, you, you know, we should be ahead of where we're at. Well, the other teams are good teams too, right? So it's a very, very competitive division. Um, there's certainly been some positives. You know, seeing the puck go in the net here the last 10 days or whatever it's been is a positive. Uh, we need to keep that going. Um, so th- those are certainly some positive things, but you'd like to take out, you know, you'd like to take out that thudder every couple of games that seems to, to be coming in. So... Um, like I said, we got lots of hockey left. I got a, a great deal of belief in this group. Um, we'll we'll continue to slug through the next whatever we got four or five days, five days I guess to the deadline. Um, see what it brings, and uh, and go from there. But again, if we're if we're waiting for the cavalry to arrive by Monday, that's that's probably not going to be the case. Another um, interesting situation that you're in, Brad, is. Uh, um, you have two UFA defensemen uh, that are a big part of the blue line, big part of this team. Um, how do you deal with, uh, I guess, Hamannick and Brody moving forward? And would it be a luxury or an interest to have one of them signed before uh, Monday with the future? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hypotheticals there. Certainly, it's real clear they've got we've got two UFA defensemen there. Um, depending on what happened, you know, yeah, it'd be great to have people signed they're not right now um we'll see what the next few days brings we'll see what the next few months brings you know um those are all those are all things you assess sort of daily uh Jermaine um so you know they're not signed right now um we'll see what what happens with that we'll you know and, and again you you hate to I don't like dealing in hypotheticals but because a player is not signed before the deadline doesn't mean he can't sign after the deadline. You know all those types of things, and 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 the reality is you, you know you want to give your team the best chance to win. So that that's the struggle you're coming in is you've got unsigned players that are we a better team with T.J. Brody and Travis Hamonic? Yeah, we are, but you also have to manage that to say okay, 
long-term view and, and leave those players out. But any player that's unsigned that leaves at the end of the year, you know, that's, that's certainly not a perfect scenario. But, you know, those are all things that we're balancing as we go through the deadline. But hopefully, in Tra- Travis's case, is a little bit different than that he's, he's injured and he's going to miss some time. He's missed some time and he's going he's gonna to miss some more time. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, certainly TJ is a big part of our team. Um, and a big part right uh, when you talk about two and, and we talk about two but it's really been three injuries on your defense all year we we expected Yusuf Valamaki to play a big part of that so and again everybody goes through it there's no excuse making here one bit but I think if you went around and said you know you're going to lose t- three top five top six defensemen uh, two top four guys one guy in your top pairing those are those are the those are the challenges everybody faces and the good teams find ways to to carry on and I've, I've again is there some games that we wish we could have back sure but by and large we've we've hung in there pretty good you know missing two big parts like like uh Jew and Hammer the last couple of weeks so we'll just keep plugging away and see where we get to one last one in there two more games uh how and it's a volatile NHL how if at all can things change in these next few days, depending on how other teams do, depending on how, the, how you guys do in your next two games, yeah. can anything change in that? In sense? terms of in terms of your approach to the deadline. Oh, I mean, you got to be careful of just you know riding the wave. I'm not a big ride the wave guy. You know, to Scott's question earlier, take your you take your cue from your team. So obviously, when you sit in the deadline, where you sit is is where you sit, and you make decisions based on that. But you got to be careful of just. You know, being I, I, I'm not a big. You can't ride the emotion of everything's great when you win, and you know life's gonna end when you lose. You got it. You've got to. You got to be steady at the rudder here. And um, but certainly, you know, you look at our division. You wake up every day, and you know, you, it seems like you win. You don't go anywhere. You lose. You drop like a rock. So um, our focus as a team has got to be not on deadlines and all that. It's got to be on. We got a heck of a team coming in here Friday, and then we go to go out east on a big road trip and that's that's the focus right now it's friday night and we'll uh we'll devise a plan and do what we think's best by monday it's the gm of the calgary flames you heard him this morning on boomer in the morning and there he is uh, about 25 minutes ago speaking with the media thought we'd play that just because there's a little bit more anytime you can get stuff from the gm and more on uh, the trade deadline which is five days away you're probably going to do it we are five days from the 2020 nhl trade deadline we are live from the annual calgary flames ambassadors poker tournament the 15th annual flames ambassadors celebrity poker tournament all in support of the calgary flames foundation this thing has raised three point uh, hold on raised over 5.1 million dollars for the calgary flames foundation over the last 14 years pretty important day when it comes to the foundation and it comes to giving back to the community we'll tell you more about that as the afternoon goes on pinder and steinberg from cowboys on this wednesday on sportsnet 960 the fan Calgary guys talking Calgary sports. Pinder and Steinberg are only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Brought to you by Glenmore Audi. Well, that means it's time to focus in on the Calgary Roughnecks. It is time for your Wednesday Roughnecks Spotlight. Welcome back to the program. Pat Steinberg along with you. 
and it is time for the first time this season on our Roughneck Spotlight to check in with the captain, Dane Doby. Roughnecks are back in action this Saturday. They're on the road in Georgia, taking on the Swarm. They're back on home ice, or rather back on home floor on February 29th, 7.30 against the San Diego Seals. Roughnecks sitting 3-4, and four, coming off a big week. A couple of weekends ago, bye week and back at it. And for Dane Doby, who joins the program right now, a big return for him after serving a six-game suspension. Mr. Doby, thanks for doing this today. How are you? Good, thanks, guys. How are you? Doing well. How, uh, like, I, I can't imagine you'd be anything but chomping at the bit to return. Like, how anxious are you to get back on the floor on Saturday night? Yeah, it's, I'm pretty excited. It's been uh, 85 days pretty much from game to game. So <laughs> um, 85 days for 60 games is is pretty extensive amount of time. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's been, uh, like I said before, it's been a long haul and got to spend some quality time with the family, but I'm just super excited to get back out there. How have you dealt with this? I know it would have been extremely, knowing you, knowing how competitive you are, th- this would not have been easy. How have you been able to deal with it? Yeah, it's with people, uh, having people back me and uh, support me and be there for me, um, starting with you know my family again and, and teammates and guys throughout the league and ex-coaches and ex-players. and um, It's just something that, you know, came across the wrong way and it, it, I had to pay my consequences and now it's now it's over with and we're just moving on and we got a good stretch here of games that uh, I'm excited to get back into. The like the the schedule just falls the absolute wrong way for this. You mentioned eighty five days for a six game suspension because of all the bye weeks that have been involved with this roughneck schedule to this point. So tell what what have you done to stay fresh, to stay sharp, to stay in it? Like what what has gone on during this last almost three month stretch? Guys might be able to back this up a little bit, but uh, I'm a guy that kind of stays in shape by playing games and playing lacrosse year-round and constantly playing and going out there. Easiest way for me to stay in shape is keep a stick in my hand, and uh, that's kind of what's been taken away. And it's been tough, um, to be honest with you. I went and got a Orange Theory Fitness membership and uh, started crushing treadmill workouts, and that's what I've been doing for for about 80 days now. So it's uh, it's different, but it's something that uh, you've got to keep your legs going and keep your fitness up. So I know going down to Georgia, they're an athletic team, and we'll be uh, I'll be tested right off the bat. Yeah, with uh, Dane Doby of the Calgary Roughnecks, who returns to action on Saturday when the Roughnecks take on the Georgia Swarm. So tell me about watching the team. What have you observed while you've been out? How has the team played in your eyes? I think we've had ups and downs and hiccups along the way, and that's something that goes on throughout uh, throughout seasons and throughout uh, throughout the year. And um, I think you know we lose Jesse King to an injury, and two new guys come in who are playing good, but it takes a little time to find their find their feet and find their role in the team. And um, I think last game was a good stepping stone and moving us in the right direction. And um, coach always says you can't look in the rearview mirror, and you got to keep keep us in front of you so we just got to worry about the next one and hopefully keep getting better game in and game out i know that you always have been the consummate team guy and and don't like to talk about the individual stuff but what do you think your return to the lineup could do for this team just in terms of stability and and having guys in the right spots 
Well, I think it's it's something like I, it, it's really difficult to sit back and watch watch your team struggle and lose games by one goal here and there, and um, that that's been the difficult part. Knowing that I could have either made a difference or helped out in certain areas, and that's that's the part that really sinks in with me and, and not being able to help out the team and, and get wins when we need it or help out the team when uh, times aren't going well and emotions are riding high. But um, what they can expect from me when I come back is the same old me, is, is just going out there competing and uh, trying to put the ball in the net and make everybody around me better when I'm uh, on offense there and uh, trying to lead by example. So, like I said before, it's just exciting to get uh, excited to get on the flight and head down to Georgia. You're the captain of this team. Are you still in contact with the guys? Like, tell tell us about that. Do you do you still uh, stay in touch regularly? How does that work for you when you're out like you were a bit? Yeah, we have uh, we have the group chats. That's like the NLL thing now. It's nobody's really together unless you're playing games. So, I've been uh, I've had the privilege to be able to fly into fly into Calgary. Um, practice the night before. Can't do anything on game days, so I think I got I uh, got to be around the guys two times. Um, it's just it's I miss it, and uh, obviously all the players do, especially when we're we have so many buys here that we're not always together every weekend. Yeah. Um, the NLL used to be every weekend you get together with the the team, so we're excited to get back at it. Yeah, and and there's no doubt that uh, there's no doubt that the schedule has been all over the place for the Roughnecks to start the year. But in saying that, you know, I know the record's three and four right now, but it was at this time last year, right around this time, when your group really started to peak and really started to get where you wanted it to be. And obviously, you rode that all the way to an NLL title. Do you see the same things being able to happen this year in terms of peaking at the right time? Yeah, for sure, and I, I think. The, the amount of work that has to go into it, the amount of bounces that have to go your way. Um, you know, last year we had Curtis Curtis out for a while, then he came back, and you know we had Jesse out for a while, and he came back, and we all started clicking at the right time. So we definitely have the talent and the team to do it. We just have to uh, put it all together and be able to play full 60 minutes and be, uh, and work as a team and not as individuals. And I think success could be success could be ours again, and we just like I said before, is just constantly playing for one another and, uh, you know, looking for the looking for the proper outcome. What are the challenges of taking on Georgia from a team perspective? What do you guys got to be aware of this Saturday on the road? They're a fantastic lacrosse team. Um, I think they're one of the most talented offensive lacrosse teams in the NLL, if not the most talented. So um, any one of their, their offensive guys could put the ball in the net at any time and you know, our defense is going to have uh, their work cut out for them. But at the same time, our offense has to make it easy on them, and we have to get, get quality shots. And, you know, Mikey Poulin's a great goalie back there. So we've got to get good looks at the net and try and, and try and possess the ball and, and not turn it over and um, give their offense as limited amount of chances as possible. Um, I know Christian will be ready, and uh, our defense will be ready. But uh, it's good. You know, it could be a 16-15 game. It could be a 7-6 game. So you never really know once you get going, and you just got to ride out the highs and, um, you know, try and stay even kill. Dane, appreciate the time this afternoon. It'll be good to see you back in a Roughnecks jersey this weekend. Good luck against Georgia, and we'll see you back here in Calgary on Feb 29th against San Diego. Thanks for doing this. Thanks a lot. Excited, man. Excited. 
Yeah, it'll be good to have you back. That's Dane Doby of the Calgary Roughnecks joining us on our Calgary Roughnecks Spotlight. So the Roughnecks are in action on Saturday on the road in Georgia. That'll be the first game back with Dane Doby in the lineup. He just finished serving a six-game suspension. Roughnecks are back on home floor February 29th. That is next Saturday, 7.30 against the San Diego Seals. It's the superhero party. They're going to have the comic expo down there. They're going to have some photo ops with the, some of the superheroes from the Comic Expo. First 1,500 people in the door next Saturday, February 29th. Going to get a Roughnecks superhero cake, a uh, cape rather. Um, it is the superhero theme after all. And the usual $5 happy hour specials. Roughnecks San Diego Seals is the next home game Saturday, Feb 29th, 7.30 faceoff at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Next game for the Roughnecks is this Saturday, Feb 22, on the road in Georgia. That's the Calgary Roughnecks Spotlight. And this is Pinder and Steinberg. We're going to have our first live guest from the poker tournament coming up next as we continue from Cowboys on a Wednesday. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back to the annual Flames Ambassadors Celebrity Poker Tournament, and we have wrangled our first celebrity of the day. Flames defenseman Michael Stone joins us live. How uh, how good of card player are you? Is this is this up your alley at all, or no? Uh, it's all right. It's been a while since uh, I've played any meaningful poker other than here. Um, used to play with my friends back home a little bit, but not in a long time. Yeah, these uh. These days are way better when things are going well. And I've done these things after a loss, and you know everybody's professional, but it's way better coming off a win, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it would have not been uh, as fun if we would have come off that Chicago game. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, if this is the day after. Probably would have been a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. How uh, how are you feeling about things right now with with the team and the way the the group is trending? I, I think we've had some good really good games and i think we've had some games where they're a bit of a stinker and we just need to find some consistency with uh with our uh good play rather than um you know the eight four losses yeah is that i know it's been a struggle for that all year long like how how do you find that consistency is that is that too loaded a question um it's pretty loaded i would say i I think i think we just need to realize what we're doing when where things are going well and just carry that into the next one I, I think we've had like i said even on some of the losses we've had some good stretches of hockey but just haven't been able to put it all together i think uh i think if we take the game that we played against anaheim and you know continue to just move forward with that one i think we'll be just fine i know that one that one seemed like if you didn't watch that game and you just saw the box score, like, oh, crazy comeback and yeah. five in the third period. But you guys played a pretty solid game start to finish, kind of just stuck with it and all just kind of yeah. popped for you in the third period. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, you know, 2-1 going into the third and you get that, they get that quick one and you're like, oh, man, here we go. Is this really happening right now? We've played a good hockey game. And yeah. then, you know, we didn't get down on ourselves after that third one. We just kept going and managed to find one, and then the momentum just went from there. I got to ask about you specifically with Michael Stone of the Calgary Flames. You know, it's been it's been a really last year and a bit has been probably the most unique time you've ever had in in the NHL from, you know, the blood clot and not playing and then now here you are and you're you're playing 20 minutes a game. Just if you if you were to go back to that time when you were sitting and not knowing when you were going to play again, did you did you see 20 minutes a night in the not so distant future for you? Um, 
defined not so distant future. I, I think guess it was, was still, a bit of, it was still a year, I guess. Yeah, there was a bit of a distance there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, a bad break there last year. And it, like I've told you before, it, I felt completely normal after the first couple of weeks of being diagnosed with it. So that was the, the worst part about it was there wasn't an injury I was rehabbing. It was just a waiting game I was playing. So. And then um, you, know, you get what happened in the summertime, and I had to kind of just start fresh and have a different mindset coming in. And I, I just you know, waited for my time, and now uh, I'm needed, and I feel like I'm I'm playing pretty well, and I like uh, I like the way things are trending. The the adjustment to playing, we were talking off the air. It's a good adjustment to be playing yeah. 19, 20, 21 minutes a game, right? It's, it's an easier adjustment to be playing more than to have that uh those minutes kind of taken away from you so i've done it before i uh you know when i was in arizona i played top minutes and played against top lines so i know how to do it i just uh need to do it consistently well and you've done it before with tj like yeah. when you first came here that was the guy that you were playing with almost right from the get-go yeah I, i'm comfortable playing with tj i just you, you let him do your, his thing and you, you just feel that uh that secondary role and kind of, you know, he carries the offense. He's a really good skater, a good puck mover, makes good plays, and I'm just the. Uh, I, I don't want to say a backup, but I, I think I uh, I compliment him pretty well. You, whenever I've heard you talk about TJ before, like you've got nothing but unbelievable yeah. things to say about him. He's I I felt like ever since that really scary incident, like it's been he's he's had himself a really good season. Just yeah. A, a, a thought on what he brings to the table and and what perhaps he does that doesn't always get seen by you know watching on television well he makes the plays out of the zone look so easy he can escape away from a forecheck like some of the best in the league and uh you know the less time you spend in in the d zone the better off you're gonna be um i mean that's not rocket science he, he makes good plays going up the up the ice and jumps in and uh you know, he may not be the biggest, hardest defender, but he's good at getting pucks back and moving that them up. And easy for you to play with him, like just in terms of reading off of him and, and knowing what he's going to do? Yeah. I think anybody, you play with them long enough, even just the system you have as a team, you can play with almost anybody on the back end, and it, you should be able to do it as seamlessly as possible just by the way we're structured as a group i, I don't yeah. think there's a huge difference with you know the individual plays one thing but the way you're supposed to play as a group is is relatively the same with michael stone of the calgary flames i would get in trouble if i uh didn't mention danielle in an interview with you she'd, <laughs> she'd be furious at me yeah. uh danielle fajita is uh power skating guru you during the time when you were not able to play and had to be recovering from the blood clot you worked with her almost nonstop. It was almost a daily thing, right? Yeah, I, uh, her and Darren Romerdahl, um, Yeah, I had a good schedule going. It was almost like an off-season program I was doing in the gym and on the ice. And I, you know, if there's a silver lining to the injury that I had was that I could do everything and get better as a, as a hockey player. And I think I did that working with those two. Skate, you, you felt like your skating took some Absolutely, big strides? yeah, just... Um, you know, I'm not going to tell you I got 
five percent fast or anything like that but i feel a lot more comfortable on my edges and yeah. that was that was the main thing that we were trying to work on was was edge work and stuff like that i'd worked with her the summer before on stride and stuff like that and we just kind of carried that over into into the, the season yep and what a lot so what people may not know about michael stone you're a huge golf guy right That's, <laughs> that, that would be like the the second passion to playing hockey golf and baseball yeah and baseball actually yeah. I've, I've heard that you're pretty uh it was dalton telling me that you yeah. uh, you're pretty good at uh on the slow pitch team i i can uh i can track them down and and hit i won't name any other names but he's like there's some other nhlers who aren't so good at slow pitch but. yeah I, I won't comment on that <laughs> but apparently you're actually quite good yeah, so i'm, that, I'm the, okay i like to think of myself as an athlete maybe not a <laughs> just a hockey player so you uh do you, are you like on the road if you've got an opportunity you're always trying to see if you can find a course especially warmer weather spots in the winter time i wouldn't go with always but i have played uh, here and there on the road um got a chance on the last road trip and and uh, did not play so well so <laughs> no <laughs> that was but it was a nice day so you you're you're able to it's you got to have like a full day off to be able to do that. Yeah, right? for sure. I'm not, I'm not trying to sneak an extra on a practice day. No, yeah, no. I uh, those are recovery days for me. I need, okay. I need the time. Uh, before we let you go, how? What's the furthest you've ever gotten on this day? Have you ever made it? Oh, you know, man. into the I, final tables? No, or you... not even close. I couldn't tell you how far because okay. it was early. Anybody? Like, are there any ringers in your locker room that you're like, okay, well, that guy's probably gonna. Or is everybody not so good at poker? I have no idea. There's not much poker played on the plane at the card tables, if any. I think really? it's mostly, um, I think the guys play, what is it, seven up, seven down, spades, hearts, that kind okay. of thing. So not a lot of poker. Not right? much poker. Well, is this is. do you enjoy this day? I, I have a good time, yeah. It's good, like, it's it's one of the more laid back ones. It's one yeah. of the more social ones. That's why I've always found that's the best one to be on for our purposes to be on location for everybody's way more laid back today a lot of people too a lot of people you can talk to yeah that's, <laughs> there are a lot of people here, there's no doubt about it well good luck thanks for doing that uh and good luck on friday against the bruins thank you thank you very much michael stone of the calgary flames as we continue on pinder and steinberg we're live from the flames ambassadors poker tournament on a wednesday afternoon sportsnet 960 the fan